Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. I will be your host for this hour. My name is Jeff Figs. I have the privilege of pastoring Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado, and I'm here to answer your questions and take your prayer requests. And so we invite you to call in at the call-in number, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of the Lord, and, and let's look for clarity and truth and understanding as we do that. So wonderful to have this show, to be able to answer your questions that maybe a Bible reading has brought up, or maybe you heard a teaching, or maybe you got a question on uh, how do we respond as Christians what does the Word of God say about our, our Christian worldview, uh, how we respond to the things that we see around us? You know, the Lord has called us to be light. He's called us to be a witness, and we are a witness not only with our, our words that we speak, of course, as we give the good news of the gospel, but we live the gospel as well. And I pray and hope that people see the reality of Jesus Christ being worked out in our lives, that we're different than the world. Uh, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And I pray that people would be um, just touched by that uh, as we are light, we're to be salt, we're, our uh, speech is to be seasoned with truth and with grace. And so we want to encourage you in that. We want to encourage you in your walk with the Lord and in your knowledge of the Lord. And so give me a call at 303-690-3000. As most of you know, there's a second means for you to be able to call in or actually actually text in uh, to ask the question or prayer request. The call-in number to be on the air is 303-690-3000, but the dedicated text line is a different number. No one will answer uh, that line, but that number is 720-336-0897. So just text the question, uh, make it as clear and brief as you can, and, and we will go to the text uh, line uh, as we have time that permits us to do that in the show. So 720-336-0897 is that text line that you can text in a question or a prayer request. I would encourage you, if you're a regular listener to Calvary Live, first of all, thank you uh, for tuning in. I, I pray that uh, as you're making your way home, perhaps from work or from school, or uh, maybe you're going about your business, uh, that we uh, want to be a blessing to you and uh, we want to uh, be able to be informative and uh, to talk about the things that are important to you. Uh, but put those two numbers in your contacts, and we will um, you, you'll be able to just pull them up whenever that you want to be a part of the show. So we invite you to do that, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines early because the lines tend to have uh, a tendency that is to fill up quickly and always feel kind of bad when we get to the end of the show and we can't get to all the callers. So 303-690-3000. This is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you this afternoon. So delighted to be with you. 
welcome all the Grace FM listeners. You are listening live, whether you're listening in Southern Colorado on 101.7. Love to hear from you guys down there in, in Fountain and Colorado Springs. Have so many brothers and sisters down there that are such a blessing to me and uh, always love to, to hear that you guys are tuned in. So give me a call. And then also those of you along the front range from Castle Rock up into southern Wyoming on 89.7, you are listening live as well on this Tuesday afternoon. And then we want to welcome all those who are listening on perhaps a low-power station or on the East Coast, the Truth and Hope FM. Uh, You are listening to a week delayed, but you can call in today at 303-690-3000. Be a part of the show and would love to... Uh, talk with you guys. Love talking with you guys out there from Baltimore and uh, New Jersey and uh, other parts of Maryland and Pennsylvania. Uh, We just are so blessed that we can be a part of your lives and that you guys are tuned in as well. The online listeners, whether you're listening to uh, the Grace FM app on your smartphone or your tablet, perhaps on the Grace FM website, you too can call at 303 690-3000. That's the call-in number. And the text line is 720-336-0897. So grab one of those open lines. I want to read to you from Psalm 46 because we live in a day where we're hearing a lot of news and um, that uh, can be uh, troubling or perhaps cause us to be anxious, especially with the COVID-19 virus and uh, other things that are going on, the unstable economic situation, the the markets, you know, uh, up and down, uh, very volatile, uh, oil prices plummeting, and that affects us up here in Weld County and and those who work in the field and uh, in the industry. But I just want to remind us as Christians that Psalm 46, uh, as the psalmist writes, God is our refuge and our strength and a very present help in trouble, Therefore we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, that we know that the Lord is a very present help in trouble. That means he's our help today. And so if you need prayer, uh, please give me a call, and we'll pray, and all of us that are listening will join in and going to the throne of grace in time of need. So 303-690-3000, grab one of those open lines. Let's go to Fort Morgan, where April's on line one. April? Hey, Pastor Jeff. Hey, Pastor Jeff. You're on, yeah, you're I on just, Calvary Live. Yep, I have a, I have a prayer request. Mm-hmm. Um, forgive me for crying. It's okay. My, my sister's husband passed away suddenly last night. I am so sorry. I am um, so sorry. And she just needs all the strength and help from the Lord right now, her and her two kids. Yeah, and, and your whole family. I want to read to you, April, um, that Paul, he talks about the Lord being our comfort. And you're going through a time of grieving, your sister going through a time of grieving, and her kids, and it is very difficult. And I'm so sorry for your loss, your sister's loss, um, lost a husband, kids have lost uh, a father. And um, I want to read to you as Paul is writing to the Corinthians. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, 
who comforts us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort in which we ourselves are comforted by God. And so he goes on and he talks about how the Lord comforted him in a time that he was pressed beyond measure. And you guys are pressed right now with sadness and sorrow and um, a hole in your heart. And, and I am so sorry for that. But I want to pray with you and, and pray that the Lord brings that comfort moment by moment and day by day. So, Father, I just pray for April, for um, the loss in her family, for um, her sister um, that lost her husband unexpectedly, suddenly. And, and, Lord, life is so precious. And I pray that you would bring the comfort that only you can bring um, in their time of trouble and loss and sorrow of heart. And, Lord, I pray you bring comfort to um, the kids. And in this time that, Lord, um, that is so hard, uh, as they're pressed beyond measure, that they would know that you're there with them, that you love them, that you care for them. And, Lord, that um, in those times that we don't understand what's going on, we can fall back into things that we do understand. And that is your love remains. And, uh, Lord, I thank you that we have, um, Lord, a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but, Lord, a God who cares, and that you, uh, Lord, are uh, one that is, uh, as Jesus is described, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. So, Lord, I just pray that they would sense your presence, that, Lord, that you would bring the strength and comfort and wisdom and provision they need, um, and particularly for April's sister and her family, her children. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. April, I'm so sorry. And we're going to be praying for you, and the Lord is with you. And um, we're just going to pray for his comfort to be evident in your life and in the life of your family and your sister. Um, but again, we're just so sorry for the loss. Thank you. That means so much to me. Thank you. Will you stay in touch? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. God bless you. You bet, April. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call if you need prayer. Maybe you're going through a difficult time or maybe, um, you just need prayer for a family member or for yourself. The Lord cares about us, and uh, he loves us, and we want to pray for you, and we want to bring words of comfort to you from his word. And, um, and it's very, very hard when we go through the process of grieving through um, that uh, time in our lives where we lose a loved one, and uh, we need to pray for each other and encourage each other. And I pray for April and her sister that, they have the body of Christ there to help them out in that. 303-690-3000. We got a couple open lines. And then the text number is 720-336-0897. But we're going to go to Pennsylvania where Albert's on line two. Hi, Albert. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm just uh, hanging in there barely. Listen, I have a question. And it's uh, one that uh, I'm not a religious person per se. But um, I was wondering, why would God create people if he knows they're not going to serve him? Well, that's, that's a question, you know, that is, um, you know, speaking of the sovereignty of God, that uh, I do know this, that the Lord, why did he create? Sometimes people ask that why did he create man when he knew that man would rebel and sin against him? 
Um, all I can say is, is that the Lord created us for his good pleasures. He created us um, because he says in Ephesians chapter 2, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Um, so obviously not everybody's going to do that. Um, but he did create us to have fellowship with us. And that's God's desire is that we would have fellowship with him. Man came along back in the garden, sinned, and and um, sin and death came into the world. And But he didn't leave us without any hope. And he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins to make atonement that we can have fellowship once again with him. And he's our mediator. And the Lord, you know, I really marvel at that, that, Lord, that you love me because I make it personal, that, Lord, that you love me so much that you sent your son to die on that cross so that we can have fellowship and that I can spend eternity with you. And, and I was that valuable and important to you. And, um, and he set his love on me, the scripture says, before the foundation of the world. And I don't understand it all, Albert, but I do rejoice in it. I rejoice in what the Bible says. Okay, I, but I guess my question I should really say is like, I believe in God, but I don't, I don't love God the way that he wants to be loved. You know, the, the way he calls us to love him, uh, you know, prayer and all that other stuff. I, 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 I don't have that desire in my heart. So I feel that God, uh, for letting me be born, you know, uh, you know, I'm created. You know, he has yeah. done me the greatest injustice. Well, here's what I would ask for you to do, Albert, is I don't know if you got access to a Bible, um, but here's one thing that, that I would kind of, I'm not challenging to do this, but I think that um, here's a suggestion for you, because you talked about you don't love the Lord, um, like, you know, like perhaps I express my love for him. But I think that as you read the Bible and as you read the Word of God, you can't help but see his love for us. And as you get to know him, as you get to know his nature, his character, his provision for us, you can't help but just, you know, grow in that love for him. So I would encourage you, Albert, to read John's gospel, because I do want to say this, is that somehow he prompted you to call this show. And I just want to say that he does love you. And when Jesus took that cross and walked down what was called the way of sorrows to that place of execution, you know why he did it? He did it for you because of his love for you. And he did it to die for your sins as your sins were placed upon him so that you can have fellowship. And, and that's the message of the good news that I want to give to you and that he desires the invitation always as you read the gospel of Jesus is to come. And he gives that invitation to you. And so I would encourage you to, as the Gospels present it to you, that those who call on the name of the Lord, he did the work on Calvary's cross. He cried out, it is finished. I paid the price. I did the work. He was put into a tomb. He rose again from the grave. He validated what he did on the cross. And he's saying to you that, Albert, I love you so much that I died for your sins. And I desire for you to believe on me and to come to me and be forgiven and have right relationship with the Father and closeness and fellowship with him. But that's just it. I, I have read the Bible, you know, um, not from cover to cover, but I've read pretty much of it. And 
I, I guess basically the only reason I, I, I went into it, it was because I was looking for something to, that I can say, aha, uh-huh, God, you know, I, I can point a finger in his face and say, you know, well, this is where you messed up, you know. But um, yeah. apparently not. You know, it's, uh, he's got it all covered. Yeah. And, but I still well, don't feel that way. Well, it, and it isn't always based on feeling. But here's the thing is, is if you say, okay, I'm going to read the Gospel of John, as Jesus stands and declares himself to us, his deity, that he's the bread of life, that he's the resurrection and the life, that he's the way, the truth, and the life, you can ask God, God, if you're real, will you show yourself to me? Show yourself to me through your word. And it isn't as you come with goosebumps or, you know, he will speak to your heart in that still small voice. He'll prompt your heart. And, and all of a sudden, faith is what saves us as we believe that you did come and die for me. You rose again from the grave, and you're alive. That's what brings salvation to us and right relationship with the Father and forgiveness of sin. But it's not always an emotional response. But I believe that if you really ask the Lord, really, Lord, show yourself to me as I read your word, he's going to speak to you in that still, small voice and prompt you and draw you to himself because it's the work of the Holy Spirit that you know, brings us to him. And and the Lord wants to do that work. But in the honesty of your heart as you do that, I believe he will do that. But, okay, this is the, uh, perhaps me, I, I could rephrase this uh, another way. Um, I, I, I believe in a creator, okay? I, I believe. I, right. I, I, it's not like I do not believe. But the thing is that um, I feel obligated to follow a God, you know, because, okay, nobody wants to go to hell, you know, not even the worst of the worst wants to go to hell. But I, yeah. I believe in such a place, okay? Um, I don't want to go there. But at the same time, I, you know, I feel that if I'm, if I, uh, if I decide to, you know, to, uh, to follow God, you know, to try to be a Christian, I'm doing it all for the wrong reasons, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. I don't want to go to hell. I feel like I, I don't have another choice but to do what, you know, what God says. You know, and it's right now in my life, it's not what I want. You know, it's it's like I don't feel that. I don't feel like, uh, you know, I'm not a real bad person, you know, per se. But uh, at the same time, I feel obligated to do something that right now I don't want to do. Well, I think that maybe perhaps the Lord is ministering to you. You know, it is a choice that you make, and and it's a choice of it. And, and I think that um, you're asking good questions, Albert. I think that— you know that there's a God out there. Uh, there's a Creator out there. Romans chapter one declares that the evidence is out there that there is a Creator, that no one is without excuse. So, if there is a God that created you and a God who created the world, I would want to know what He says. I would want to know what His response is to us. And I think that um, as we do read the Scriptures again, knowing Him, and you said that you have. And, and his desire for you to come is for, you know, not only to experience life, but that abundant life. It, it's such a tremendous blessing. He created you to have fellowship with him. There's something innately in all of us um, that we were made to, to fellowship with him. And, and I think maybe that's what you keep coming back to. Um, and right now you said you're in your life where you don't want to turn to him. But what I want to do is I want to pray that the Lord will just touch your heart to where you do come to that point of, Lord, I need to have my sins forgiven. Because this is what the Bible says, that that those who believe in him have eternal life. 
For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But to those who say no to him, we know that there is eternal separation, and that is real. And the Lord, again, wants you to come as you make that choice to be forgiven and to come to him. And and as we do surrender to him, uh, we become alive spiritually, and 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 we bec- have a new heart, and all those things that um, are tremendous, tremendous uh, blessing, and and shows us the reality of coming to him. Um, you know, he he doesn't. Sometimes I think people say, "I don't want to come to the Lord because I want to just live my life." Um, and I don't know if you're in that camp. I just want to be free to do what I want to do. Um, and live my life freely is is that kind of what you're thinking, Albert? Well, I what I'm thinking is that I don't have that that devotion to to come to Him, you know, mm-hmm. and surrender everything. There's a lot of things that I don't want to surrender, you know. Um, right. But until that happens, I mean, I would only be pretending, you know, to you know, right. and and it's it's like you know where I read, you know, it's you know, it's either either you're hot or you're cold. You know, right now, right. you know, I, you know, I know I'm cold. You know, but I don't have that feeling. I don't have that desire. You know, to wanting to go there. The other question I was going to say is that ask is that um, there's been occasions where I had these dreams. I don't know if mm-hmm. they come from God. I mean, in the dream, there's um, there are two different sides, and uh, uh, one land it's real nice. It's it's uh, it's, uh, it's sunny. It's beautiful. But on the side where I am, it's dark and gloomy and. Uh, there's no trees. Everything is withered, and there's a separation between us, which is a, ra- uh, a raging river. There's no way to cross it because the current is so, so fast and so strong that you know you'll, you'll never be able to get across. Plus, I don't have anything in my sight to get across. You know what is this telling me? It's is a you know um, it, there's eternal separation here already. No, you you still have a choice, Albert. And it's interesting. I don't know if the dream came from the Lord. But I do know this, that those who don't have Christ are of the world. This world is not going to bring us everlasting life. Our own goodness is not going to bring us everlasting life. Um, This world um, is a world where there is darkness. And, you know, some people don't want to come to Christ. It reminds me, and I just want to read this to you, that um, there are those who, uh, as um, in John's Gospel, um, that it says that um, that you know that he was in the world and the world was made through him that he's the creator. Um, but as many as received him, he gave the right to become the children of God to those who believe on his name. And he goes on and he says that there are those who love the darkness. As you go into chapter three, that this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, and his deeds may be clearly seen, and they have been done in God. He says that God sent his Son to bring light, but there are those who rather be in the darkness than the light. But I believe, Albert, that the Lord is really ministering to your heart. And uh, and I'm going to pray that the gospel becomes real to you. And because the Lord is real and he loves you. And that's separation because as we come to him, we go from that darkness that you're speaking of to the light. 
And he's the bridge. He's the bridge over that raging river. There's no other bridge. It is faith in Jesus Christ. So that's what I pray that you would come to to know and believe. And um, and I think that the Lord is speaking to your heart. You know, um, back in 2005, I was in a, in a car accident where I was medevaced by helicopter. And, um, and this experience that I had, I felt that my soul left my body. And I'm going into a dark tunnel. And it's like I'm falling 100 miles an hour. Everything about this is telling me I'm going straight to hell. You know, the fear was there. It, I mean, this thing was horrible. Um, I said, Lord, save me. I came back to my body as soon as I spoke those words. But mm-hmm. you would think that that would, you know, I would turn my life around after an experience like that. And it just hasn't happened. Yeah. Were you in the military? No, no. It, it was uh, driving. Uh, I was driving. Okay. Uh, a vehicle accident and like but, i said i was medevaced and um after an experience okay. like that uh, you know yeah I, you would well, think albert, that i would change yeah i don't want to take any but, more of your time thank you for listening you know albert i just want to say this and i appreciate your honesty i really do read the gospel of john and ask the lord to make himself real to you and i want you to remember this that the lord loves you and he's given the invitation to come to him he is the way to the light. He is the light of the world and to eternal life. And the invitation is always to come. It's not too late. It's not too late. Okay? Thank you. Albert, can I just pray for you real quick and then I'll let you go? Sure. Father, I pray for Albert. I just pray that you would minister to him, that, uh, Lord, you would show yourself to him to be real, that, Lord, that uh, I pray that uh, his eyes would be opened up spiritually, his heart would be softened, that he would come to know of your love and your provision and that you are real and that it's not too late, that he doesn't have to have you know, the thought or the fear or the thinking that he's headed to hell because you went to the cross, so he doesn't have to. And, Lord, I pray that as he comes, coming in faith, and, Lord, just putting his trust in you, coming to eternal life and just having fellowship and relationship with you, um, Lord, is what you desire. So I pray you do that work in his heart and in his life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, Albert, you call any time. Keep listening, okay? Will do. Thanks. Okay. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I'd love to talk to you. And, you know, it, it, this show is a show where we want to encourage you and, and lead you to truth and to you know, encourage you in your walk with the Lord. And um, so I'd love for you to call. We got all open lines that I can see. The text number is 720-336-0897. Give me a call. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Um, Let's go to the word of the Lord. Let's go to um, his promises and be comforted. Uh, We can go to the throne of grace. So I'd love for you to call me. Um, We do have church tomorrow, Wednesday night. And we're in the book of Jeremiah. And what I'm going to be speaking of tomorrow, we're going to spend some time praying because I know there's a lot of question right now with the COVID-19 and um, spreading, and there's some anxiousness and things like that. And uh, we're going to talk about our response as Christians and, and, you know, what we can do practically. And we need to get good, sound advice, what the medical community is, is telling us, uh, how we can be safe. Um, and uh, just be praying. And we need to be praying for those who are in the medical field. A lot of times 
we end up praying for those who first responders, the police officers and firefighters. We do that, but um, and we will continue to do that. And we so appreciate their service in our military. But those in the medical field are on the front lines of this right now, the doctors and nurses, and we want to pray for them. So we're going to spend some time praying for them. And and I I hope that it's a night of comfort. And we as Christians in the day in which we're living in, how is our response? um, How are we to to move forward and to continue um, in the days where there's so much uncertainty? And I hope it's an encouragement because there's an important word given to Jeremiah. So come out and join us if you can. Got a place for all the kids and for the youth. And, um, and we're going to worship the Lord at 7 o'clock tomorrow, Wednesday night, calvarychapelgreeley.org, O-R-G, to look at our website for further information and directions. Hey, all open lines, give me a call, 303-690-3000. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. You just heard those two numbers, how you can be a part of the show. And I believe that we have all open lines right now, 303-690-3000. And so give me a call. Adriana, I believe uh, that you... I had called to say thanks for praying, and God answers prayer. love to talk to you, so give me a call back at 303-690-3000. All open lines, love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Maybe you got a question uh, that uh, we can point to Scripture to answer those questions. Maybe you need to be encouraged. Maybe you have some prayer needs and requests. I'd love to talk to you, 303-690-3000. And the text line is 720-336-3000. 0897. We have all open lines. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley. Always a blessing to be with you on this uh, program, Calvary Live, uh, to connect with you and to be able to um, look to God's Word uh, for truth, for answers, and um, and to be able to just talk about the things that are important to you. So I'd love to talk to you. Uh, this is a great opportunity for you to call, and I'd uh, love to be able to do that. Um, I uh, got a text. It's a good question. It says, I asked for your prayers for more clarity in witnessing to people with the world going the way it is. What's the best way to speak about Jesus during this season? God bless you. Deeply appreciate it. And I I appreciate your uh, text that comes in. And witnessing is something uh, that can be... um, something that can be uh, challenging or a little bit difficult for us. Uh, we are certainly to be a witness with our words and given the gospel, but also a witness with our lives as well. And I just want to remind you that that may people see the reality of Jesus being worked out in our lives. But a lot of witnessing is being led by the Spirit of God as you witness to family members, as you witness to co-workers, um, to friends, and a lot of it is listening to them and just having that honest conversation with them. Um, sometimes I think that we don't want to witness because uh, Satan has sold us this bill of goods that, well, we'll offend them or that they won't like us or um, we can't answer their questions. And you may not be able to answer all their questions, but you can tell them that, listen, the Lord loves you and Jesus went to the cross to die for you and and that he is real. And what I hope is that that 
you would um, just be led in doing that, led by the Spirit of God, and to be able to um, just uh, be led uh, in the words that you speak, but witnessing, uh, what a great opportunity. He's called us to be a witness, and especially in this time of the years, we're going to be getting closer to Resurrection uh, Sunday and Holy Week coming up uh, in the first part of April. Uh, I, I would ask that you pray about who you might invite out to service. Uh, there's going to be, uh, as far as we know right now, many churches that are going to be adding services to and uh, to come out and hear that Jesus is alive. He rose from the grave. That's another way that you can be a witness. Uh, bring somebody to church. You don't have to wait till then either. Uh, tell them that you'll take them to lunch afterwards, but to a church that's going to give uh, them the opportunity to come to Christ, respond to the gospel. One of the things that we do here at Calvary Greeley is we always, always give opportunity for people to come to Jesus, to respond to the gospel. And so that's another means. But just as the Lord leads you and um, just... Uh, speak of Jesus, point to Jesus. We're going to talk about uh, in Matthew's Gospel on Sunday how John the Baptist, he pointed to Jesus, he declared Jesus, uh, he said, behold Jesus, and that's what we're to do as we witness. So i uh, love to have you uh, give me a call in, in uh, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Robert in Aurora. Hi, Robert. Hey, Pastor, how you doing? Good, how are you, Robert? I'm doing all right, just kind of running through work, trying to get everything done. Uh, The reason I called uh, is, one, I wanted to give my condolences to the first caller about her sister's husband. I know that's got to be tough. Uh, I lost my mom at an early age, and it was really rough on me and my family, but I do know that the Lord will always provide comfort, especially for those that he loves and for those that love him. Uh, And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for his love and grace. But um, the other reason why, I'm sorry? Thank you for your words. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, the other reason why I called was uh, about Elbert's dream. I hope he's still listening. Um, I've had not uh, the same dream, uh, not even really similar, but it was more like a dream from the destruction from the first Earth age. and It was really wild. It really opened my eyes, and the Lord touched me in a way that really changed my life. Uh, but the dream that he's having is a warning dream, and I'm sure that you've touched up on Lazarus and the uh, the rich man with uh, the right. fixed gulf that he couldn't cross. But, yeah, I just yeah. hope he still listens. I want to let him know that that's a warning dream. The, the lush side is the side that the Lord is wanting him to be on, and the side that he's on that's kind of crummy is, is where he's at if he continues the, the way that he's going. Yeah. And so I just... Uh, I'll be praying for you, Albert, and I just pray that the Lord will touch your heart Thank and you. open your eyes uh, so that you'll see that Jesus is your life. He is everything, absolutely yeah. everything. And if you really knew Amen. what it meant, it, it would it would drive you to repent a long time ago. But I will be praying for you, and I just pray that the Lord will touch your heart and open your eyes. Yeah, and the Lord will become real to him. And, you know, that it's not too late to make that decision. And Sometimes people, you know, and I don't fully understand it, and um, that feel like, well, you know, it's too late for me. Listen, if you're listening right now, and what Robert is saying and the conversation that we're having, it's not too late. Um, He is the mediator, and um, he's the one that brings us from, as Peter writes in his epistle, from the darkness into his marvelous light. 
And he's the only one that can do that. And he is calling you today. Today is the day of salvation to turn to Jesus Christ because he is everything and he is our only hope. And I just pray that the Lord opens up his heart and to anyone who's listening, that you're reluctant or the Lord hasn't touched you, uh, that he would make himself real to you because he is real and he loves you so much. And that's why he went to the cross to die for you. So I appreciate your words, Robert. Yes, sir. Amen and amen. Well, thank you, Pastor. i got to get going back to work. You have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless you. You too, and I appreciate you calling. Thank you. Uh, 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and you can call in, and, and uh, we got an open line, but uh, let's go to Andrea in Aurora. Andrea? Hello, Pastor. How are you? I am good. How are you? Good. So I just had a quick question on the whole uh, honoring your your parents' commandment. Um, So I am older, and I'm struggling with protecting my family from influences of um, maybe a bad parent. Um, I don't know how to say that without sounding judgmental, but someone who hasn't made maybe the best choices. And I'm struggling because I don't—I want to share God's love, and I want to be an example— but uh, not judge, but also a lot of the things that come out of my parents' mouth is not um, true, uh, not edifying, and um, I don't engage as much as I would, I think. And uh, I just struggle with, am I not honoring my parents by doing that? And it's really just one parent, but I don't want to don't want to yeah. say which one because they may be listening. But <laughs> Well, you know, here's the thing, Andrea, is— um is, you know, when we have parents that are unbelievers, we're still to honor our mom and dad. And I think you are honoring them by, uh, you know, the communication. You still have a relationship with them. But there is, you know, um, there is a little bit of a uh, a separation, I would say, or uh, a struggle that's there because they're not believers. And, and so um, sometimes it's hard to you know, engage in conversation and listen to, you know, what they have to say, the worldly views, the the language and all of that. I think you're honoring your parents by desiring just what you said, to keep that relationship, keep witnessing to them, keep praying for them. Um, you can, you know, you still love them. Um, it doesn't mean that you're going to give ear to all their conversation, be engaged in all the activities. I think that's, that's where sometimes people you know, struggle with that. I got to get involved in all the ungodliness or ungodly talk or things like that. You're not called to do that, but you honor your parents by recognizing them um, as your parents and desiring to, as you know, much as you can respect them and to be a witness to them and to express God's love and truth to them. And that's how you're going to honor them. And it's not always easy. Okay, great. Thank you. I appreciate the encouragement. <laughs> and also, if Albert is listening, uh, he's definitely on my prayer list. Yeah. You know, there's a story in Genesis. You remember when Jacob, um, and speaking of family members, you remember when Jacob went to Pandanaran in the book of Genesis, and there he met his uncle Laban, and um, <laughs> he marries Leah, he marries Rachel, all the, the family he has, all his herds. And the reason he went there was why? Because it was um, Esau, his brother, that wanted to kill him. Right. So he comes back. He comes back. He and 
Uh, all of a sudden, he gets word that Jacob is coming at him with 400 men. He can't go backwards because of Uncle Laban said, if you come back, I'll kill you. He's afraid. Mm-hmm. He sends his family off. He wrestles with the Lord there at the brook Jabbok. And you have that wonderful story there in Genesis 32 uh, around there. And then Esau comes and meets him. And surprisingly, it was a, it was, you know, everything turned out okay where Esau didn't want to kill him. Um, he embraces his brother. Uh, Jacob introduces him to all his family, his children, and things like that. And then Esau said, why don't you travel with us? And the response of Jacob was, no, we're going to go to the promised land. Mm. We're going to go back to, to Canaan. Um, yeah. and, and there was, even though there was that embracing, even though there was that, um, you know, uh, recognizing family and they hadn't seen each other for 20 years, Jacob said, we're not going to travel with you. And when we have family members that are unbelievers, we can't travel with them in the world. We have to stay on course, putting our hand to the plow where the Lord wants us to go. But you can still honor them and still be a witness to them and and love them in the love of Christ and speak truth into their lives. All right? All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Have a good afternoon. You too. God bless you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The text line is 720-336-0897. And let's go to Maryland where Chris is on line two. Hi, Chris. Yes, hi. How you doing? Good. How are you today? I'm well, Pastor. Yes, I've always had a question. I believe in the creation. Creation. um, Actually, in six days, God rested on the seventh. But I'm right. always wondering about the time of Adam. Like, when did time actually start? Did, because I believe that uh, creation has been about 7,000 years from Adam's time. But how long was Adam, when did his age actually start? Did it start when God created him, or did time start okay. with Adam after he sinned? I, because it I, gives I his think... years of how long he lived. Yeah, and I think I I know what you're saying because um, when Adam was created, it wasn't a one day old baby, right? Yes, and we were, we and, were, we were basically supposed to live forever, or he was supposed to live forever. Yeah, he was an adult. So, yeah. and, and by the way, that's when he created the the, the earth. I think there was you know age that uh, was evident in it, even though we don't fully understand it. I don't know what age he would be. Um, was it? He was 20. Was he 30? Was he 100? I, I don't know. Um, but he did live those number of years that the Lord said he was created on um, the six days he created man. Uh, but I, I don't know what age he would have been at. Yeah, so we don't know actually whether Adam could have been here uh, 100 years or 500 years before he actually said. That's, that's my question, you know what I mean? Well, I, I think I just, you know, read it to where, you know, as God created all the creation, and then um, and then on um, uh, the, he said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle. And then he said he created man in his own image uh, and blessed them. And so I, I believe that um, he had 
when God saw everything that he had made, indeed it was very good. So evening and the morning was the sixth day. So I believe that Adam was created on the sixth day. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, but we just don't know how long he was here before he actually sent. How long was he in the guard before he actually sent? We don't know that time period. Yeah, so, you know, he, God created him, and he was an adult and lived those years. So, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, well, okay, Chris, thanks. Well, well thank you, Al. You have a great evening. I, yeah, I appreciate you calling. So Yes, sir. well, look, I appreciate, I appreciate everything you do on the radio. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank <laughs> yes, you so sir. Much. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Always love to hear from you guys. Good questions, and sometimes we wonder about things. But God created Adam on the sixth day, and he was created. And he said, as he created everything, um, that everything was very good. So the evening and morning was the sixth day. Hey, three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Got plenty of time to get a call in if you got a question. Uh, we do want to go to Denver, where Maria is on line three. Maria? Yes. You're on Calvary Hi, Live. Pastor. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. A little down right now, but um, okay. I know you'll help make things better. The Lord is our refuge and our strength and a very present help in trouble. I was reading that psalm at the beginning of the show, and so it's true for you. So can we pray for you in any way? Um, not for me. I feel like I'm really blessed. But if you would pray for my son, he's going through some struggles right now. And also my daughter, she's always struggling. And and for the Lord to give them strength and wisdom and guidance and strength and do the same for my grandbabies. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to pray he, for you, he too. he knows who they are. Yeah, and I'm going to pray that he gives you the wisdom and what to say to them and how to encourage them and minister to them. So, Father, I pray for my sister. Thank you that she called. She loves her family. I pray for her son, her daughter, the grandchildren. Um, and, Lord, um, just pray that you would work in their lives. You know their struggles. You know their needs. You know... Um, the things that they're going through, and I just pray that you would work in their lives and drawing them to you and trusting you and standing on your promises and, uh, Lord, desiring to know you. And, Lord, um, I just pray that you would open their eyes spiritually, that you would draw them to yourself, show yourself strong on their behalf. And, Lord, that you, I pray for Maria, my sister, that you would just help her to minister to her family. I can tell yes, she Lord. loves her children. She loves her, her son, daughter, her grandbabies, as she calls them, and, um, and they are precious to her. So help her to minister in bringing truth to them, being a light to them. And, uh, and Lord, I just pray that you would work for this family, that you would just work in every way and bring them all to you and walking with you and desiring to learn of you, be yoked to you, to call out to you for all their needs in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Right. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. 303-690-3000. Pray for your children. Pray for your grandchildren. Uh, never stop praying for them. And, and um, it is difficult days out there. You know, Paul would say to Timothy that in the last days it's going to be perilous times, very difficult times. 
And he said that evil men and imposters are going to grow worse and worse. And there's going to be those who have a form of godliness, but denying its power, always learning, but never able to come to the truth. There's just a lot of pulls on our children and, and our grandchildren. And so keep praying for them. Keep speaking truth into their lives. Um, keep telling them of the blessing of the Lord to you and what he means to you and and uh, encouraging them in every way that you can. So uh, we want to do that with our kids. Hey, let's go to Seth and Greeley. Hey, Seth. Hey, Pastor Jeff. How you doing? Good. How are you, man? Oh, pretty good. I was just listening to Al there, and uh, hopefully he's still listening. just thought it might help if you heard it from one more person. Al, give your life to the Lord today. You won't regret it. And I know that you think that you can't give him your life, but... Um, you can, and uh, and his ways are better. And um, yeah. just just know that you do have a choice, and that you know just because God has predestination doesn't mean you don't get to choose what He's offering. And it's a free gift for anyone who comes to Him. So so you can be that predestined believer. So um, yeah. just uh, I hope you hear that, Al. And uh, well, I pr- understand appreciate your encouragement. Yeah, and you know. It- from out east and they're a week delayed but hopefully he'll be listening next week and he would come to know oh, the shoot. love of the lord and but that's no that's good because yeah. um you know he needs to be encouraging you pray for him seth okay i will be all right brother. all right Thanks god bless Pastor Jeff. you too see you soon it's always an encouragement you know the people that are listening and and their hearts are touched to pray for somebody and uh, you know, pray for those who are asking for prayer, and and uh, it's so in, in, important that we do that. Hey, we got a little bit of time that's left. We got time for a call, so give me a call. I believe we got open lines at three zero three six nine zero three thousand. In the meantime, I'm going to look at um, that um, yeah, the text questions, and I, I want to pray for somebody that um, that he says I feel like giving up, uh, and. Um, and he says, I, I just need quiet. Is it okay to block my friends and family and spend time with God? Or what should I do? Um, you know, I think that there is a time to really set yourself apart and spend some time with the Lord um, to seek Him. I think that we can have a lot of voices that are in our uh, lives, and part of that is social media, um, you know, just being bombarded with that constantly on our phones and it can really stress us out. It can really pull us away from the Lord. And we need to have those times with the Lord every single day, first of all, to be consistent in that. And um, But spend that time with the Lord. Um, allow Him to minister to your heart. That needs to be of primary importance and priority for all of us because we can get so distracted. And and I think that, um, that it's, there's wisdom in that, um, that if social media, if this is the case for you, that is uh, asking this, that it's just bringing you down and it's um, causing anxiety, then you don't have to, to be on that social media. Um, but to, um, you know, because sometimes social media can be brutal, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever the things are, and um, it can really wear on us. So, Make sure you're spending that time with the Lord. Uh, we talk about fasting, and fasting uh, is um, a good thing. And it's primarily in the Bible, it's talking about abstaining from f- 
food, but we can fast also from social media. So if that's something to just get off of it for a while or get off of it permanently. Um, I know some people that have just said, I can't be on Facebook. I can't be on social media. It's too much. It's too stressful. brings too much anxiety. And so um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, You don't want to dismiss people out of your life and isolate yourself completely, but give yourself to the Lord. Give priority to Him. Listen to His voice. I, I think that a lot of us would agree that if we spend as much time with the Lord as we do on social media, you know, that the Lord would really begin to minister to us and touch us. We can get distracted, and all of us can be pulled into that. So we don't want that to happen. Spend that time with the Lord, um, and uh, I think that's a good thing um, to do. So another person's just uh, expressing, praying for Albert, and um, and to read God's Word is a love letter that he wrote to Albert personally. That's good advice, and uh, reread it again and again. Um, and um, and just uh, the Lord in the Word of God is a love letter to us. It's His love uh, that is expressed to us to to tell us of His nature, His essence, His character, His love, His compassion, His long suffering, His provision for us. So it's good advice, Nick. I appreciate you giving that to him, and um, and I appreciate all of you that were touched by um, his message uh, or his honesty as he called in. And continue to pray, and uh, and it's great for to have a body of believers that are praying. Um, uh, so um, uh, another one that um, uh, that's asking for prayer that I have spiritual boldness and a passion to speak in confidence. Um, and thank you for sharing how you overcame speaking in front of a crowd. Um, uh, it, he says I panic whenever I have to pray for people or speak to crowds because I'm afraid of speaking. And that can be a fear. It can be a fear when we talk to people or in front of a crowd. Matter of fact, they did a uh, survey, and uh, the survey was the number one fear of people is to speak in front of a crowd, public speaking. And, and that can be a very fearful thing. And then number three on the list was the fear of dying. So people would you know, rather die than speak in public. But um, those are real fears that we can have. And uh, the Lord will help you and guide you as you speak. And um, Father, I pray for this one who who desires to not be gripped with fear, but to be able to speak with boldness and a passion to speak in confidence, your confidence. And um, I pray for this, for this one, because it can be a very fearful thing that you would speak through him or her, whoever this is, and that you would just minister through them and bless them in every way. And uh, Lord, I know that we need you. We need your filling. We need your uh, courage. We need your boldness uh, to be working in our lives. So I just pray this for this individual that's asking for this. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Another one, as we haven't gotten any calls, but I'm just going to go right down the text uh, messages and prayer requests. Pray for my friend Jimmy. He's being attacked with spiritual warfare put his eyes back on Jesus and how much he loves him. And, hey, let's do that. We, we pray for Jimmy. We know um, that uh, spiritual warfare is a very real thing. And so, Lord, I just ask that you would uh, help Jimmy, uh, that he would be encouraged to put on the whole armor of God. And, Lord, that you would just uh, just minister to him, strengthen him, and that he would come to know how much you love him, 
be his strong tower, his protector, be everything that he needs, and um, that you would just help him during this time. Um, let's see. Let's go try to get uh, one more. And um, and somebody was asking about, uh, is it sin to practice splankna therapy? And if I said that right, uh, splankna therapy, that's P S P L A N K N A is, um, is, um, kind of, uh, a Christian protocol. What I understand of, uh, energy psychology attempts to approach the energy psychology healing, um, from a Christian angle, uh, focus on thought field therapy, eye movement, desensitization, all these uh, other techniques that are there, a uh, combination of body and mind, act, you know, things like that. Um, the problem can be uh, that Spelenka is that it takes in methods and doctrines of Eastern mysticism and tries to Christianize them. So we want to be careful with that. And, um, and so, um, you know, you don't want to be practicing New Age spirituality, occultic Eastern mysticism kinds of things, uh, given into philosophies based in New Age teaching um, that shouldn't have any kind of thinking in the, the life of a believer. Um, uh, and uh, so, you know, the Holy Spirit is personal. Not a, The Holy Spirit is not an impersonal force. Um, and so uh, they can put Christian labels on it, but we have the Holy Spirit of God to teach us, to guide us in every way. And that's what I pray that that would take place. Stay true to the Word, folks. Stay true to the Word. Hey, thank you, everybody that's called in. Have a great evening. We had a great show today. And uh, keep studying your Bibles. Be in fellowship. Be a witness to others as the light of Jesus Christ, loving others. And we'll talk to you next time. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.